Kush and Kai. Twice a month, the Kahuna Kids come together to talk movies. Kush and Kai. If it's fantastical, controversial, or just stupid fun, Kush and Kai talk about it in detail. Subscribe and review on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. KushandKai.com, part of the Bosley.net. Hi, this is Jenny Powell, and my new podcast, Brazen Conscious and Contagious, is now available on the Bosley.net. When I was asked to do this podcast, it was important for me to be able to reach people on a very basic human level, which for me means I'm doing this work too. So anything to do with change, anything that has to do with inviting wellness into our lives, I wanted it to be available in a way that others knew that they weren't alone in this process. That just because what makes us teachers in this life doesn't mean that we arrived well and ready to teach. We actually had our own unique process in going through these steps in life. So it is my honor and my privilege to not only share the things that I have learned and discovered within myself, but also have had the privilege to have this information passed down to me and readily available to share with the rest of the world. So I thank you so much for listening. And to catch my new episodes every other Monday, they're available on major podcasts and are found including on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to connect with you on Brazen, Conscious, and Contagious exclusively through the Bosley.net. I hear that Amazon's working on a wearable device that can tell your that can tell your mood Um, or what kind of things are going on with you and i'm like wow that sounds stupid but people are using uh, eye watches and you know that we've got the alexas everywhere so this will be a thing it's uh, it's a new mood ring yeah totally i I can't wait to start arguing with with uh alexa it's like alexa i'm not gay (laughs) stop (laughs) that's not a mood that ring says otherwise who screwed with it who screwed with this (laughs) somebody messed with the settings (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right <clears throat> well hey everybody welcome to kush and kai i'm kai i'm kush what's good y'all dude you know what's good early micro kai's chipper <laughs> nice nice that's that is a positive that's good yeah stuff. we're doing this a little early today it's it's a uh, 12 30 my time or uh, 3 30 your time on a thursday mm-hmm. um yeah man so things will be a little different on this one but we we, we got a we got a fun microdose for you kids Kai, what's on your mind today? I was looking at this. I, was, I didn't know if Good Place was renewed. Not that any, any of our listeners care, but it mm. is coming back for season four. It's a yes. little bit of a, a, a older news bent, but I actually hadn't seen that before. So I just want to reconfirm to anybody that was, uh, that was waiting for that. The Good, um, the good Place, uh, NBC TV show, they, they put a lot of money into that, and it's getting a lot of critical and, and an audience uh, acclaim. Like people, people seem to be into it. I hope they keep rolling. Uh, they've been able to reinvent that show, like with almost with each season, which is very hard to do, but uh, very watchable. Highly recommended. Okay, right uh, great, great ensemble they've got going on there. Well, one, one thing caught my eye, and I thought this change was coming because studios, movie studios, like many other many other industries, don't like it when their bottom line gets fucked with. Mm. Uh, so Rotten Tomatoes revamped the movie audience score to only include ratings from verified ticket buyers. Okay. I didn't so know that's that was a, a thing we could do. I like that. 
So that's a that's a that's a thing. They'll they'll have some tracking on that, but that will probably definitely change these. Because I remember like uh what was it the captain marvel getting brigaded <laughs> and it was like what is this what who is doing this who has the time to do this uh 15 year old boys who are insecure or or 40 year old men who still live in their mom's basement and have nothing else to do have, uh, are completely unemployed but yeah the, those jerks they bombarded a movie that they didn't even see yet mm-hmm. rotten to me has to go mm, we're gonna just close that for a bit yeah which uh yeah, it, it takes a little bit of doing to make Rotten Tomatoes like do anything because they've they've long shrugged when people are like it's unfair and they're like meh, what are you gonna do? Yeah, uh, if I, it's the, the same people that got this closed on Rotten Tomatoes are the same people that got the message boards on IMDb taken down, mm-hmm. just, and they didn't even like make an announcement about that. They just closed that one day, and I was like, hey, I want to I want to talk about Smallville here. What's going on? And yeah, like, nope, nope, sorry, shut nope. it down. Uh, I think they're going to track it through. I think I read that they're going to track it through uh, tickets purchased through Fandango, which is interesting. <laughs> but they'll probably open that up to more platforms there. Oh, and other um, other uh, other Rotten Tomato news. Uh, Will Smith has reached twenty years over twenty years where he has not broken seventy percent Rotten Tomatoes in any of those movies. Really? Yeah. Even the even seven pounds. Like um, I heard that was abysmal. Since his 71% in Enemy of the State in 1998, he's appeared in 20 films. True. Five of those films are fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Am Legend, Men in Black 3, Hitch, Pursuit of Happiness, Ali, but still haven't cracked 70. Really? Ali? Uh, at the same time, he's got five that are 25% or lower. Can you name three of them? 25% or lower. Or lower. In the last 20 years? Yeah. I thought that was okay. Maybe I misunderstood the uh, start of this article. I'm gonna say um, After Earth. Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna say Seven Pounds. Mm, not, not that one. Interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna say iRobot did really well, so that's not it. It did. That's not on there. Hmm. Um, the other, the other ones on that. Like you nailed After Earth, but uh, Collateral Beauty. <laughs> collateral beauty what was that that came and went that one was about the um it's just about him dealing with death and time and it's finding the joy What's weird yeah. is I, keep, I keep picturing that uh margot robbie movie he did oh yeah yeah, yeah. i know that's not it but that was a whole other thing uh wild wild west <laughs> okay. okay bad yeah. boys too bad boys too yeah, Bre- up lower than twenty five percent. Or well, these these are the ones that are yeah, just sitting in the the low end. But I mean, uh, this is then, the critics' numbers you're talking. Yes, and then okay. bright, <laughs> bright. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Netflix, gotcha. The Netflix movie that, that one ranked on there. So uh, keep trying, Will. You're uh, we know you're talented. You'll uh, you'll find it. You'll get you'll get the fastball back. Well, I didn't like Bad Boys too, and it's an hour longer than the original. Um, People really seem to love that one, so I'm surprised to hear that it's sitting below 25%. Well, I feel like it's, you know, they're doing their their genre of the bad boy verse, so mm-hmm. if you like that, good for you. But, yeah, I, I mean, I can imagine people uh, people can turn a nose up easily to, uh, to that type of uh, action, <clears throat> action cookie cutter. All right, uh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Jeffrey Rush... He wins the biggest ever defamation payout in Australia. Wow. How much did he get? 2.9 million. 
Now, is that U.S. or Australian dollars? Uh, that is 1.57 million in, uh, what is that? The, the Aussie? Symbol? Okay, Australian dollars. Uh, the dollar redo, yeah. Uh, after, yeah, he won the case against Nash- Nationwide News, which pu- publishes Australia's Daily Telegraph. And yeah, they ran with, they ran with stories accusing him of behaving inappropriately towards his former co-star, Aaron Jean Norville. Wow. But, uh, yeah, he was able to take him to court and, uh, yeah, get some, get some money back there. He was Good seeking more you. than 25, but still, uh, take, take the win. Good for you, dude. That's some stuff right there. Uh, yeah, go, go Jeffrey. Good stuff. All right. What you seen, Kush? What's, uh, what's, what's good? I've seen, uh, three movies in the past couple of weeks that I can now talk about here. Uh, Perfect. two of them have a review that are already up now on, uh, com. One of them I just went to see just cause it's nice to see a movie that's, you're not obliged to review. However, Ooh. I'm happy to tell you about it cause it's a fun movie. Please um, do. We are talking about long shot. That's the movie that has no review to it. We are talking book smart. That's from Annapura Pictures. That comes out tomorrow, uh, just in time for Memorial Day. And then Paramount Pictures, Rocket Man, which will come out next week. Yes. Uh, which one would you like to hear about? I want to hear about Rocket Man. Good choice. Rocket Man, review currently available on cushionkai.com. And uh, a, we'll have an actual dedicated episode to on the Cush Hayes show next week. Rocket Man, a story of... Hall of Fame musician and just crazy ass rock and roll party guy, Elton John. Excellent. Story starts in about the mid 50s. And then it's, it's some fantastic cinematography here where it feels like we're looking at just a photograph in someone's uh, album. Mm-hmm. And it's just all the photo. It's just everyone's dancing, lots of music. The uh, music is not in chronological order. So if you're wondering why we're hearing uh, Rocket Man in 1958, it's just a style thing. We're, we're mm. just telling a story here. But we, we go through everything from the 50s all the way up to uh, his rehab incident in 1990. Aha. They do not pull any punches on this. They also do not linger on it for a while. So there'll be times where he is uh, just snorting up mountains of cocaine. Like you and do. Then, uh, you'll, see, uh, you'll see some full-on uh, orgy parties. You'll see Richard Madden, who you know from Game of Thrones, is uh, Rob Stark. Fantastic. Just putting his, putting his Mac hand down on Elton John. And he's like, dude, game. What the? Wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't see that coming. That came out of nowhere. Just, whoa. <laughs> yeah, uh, so like I just mentioned, there's, there's uh, some gay sex in it, but I swear it's nothing, nothing crazier than you've seen on Showtime's like Shameless or any, anything else on cable. Definitely not as crazy as some of the things I've seen. <laughs> yeah, definitely not as crazy as some of the things you've encountered, Kai. No, not at all. Fantastic movie, fantastic music. I had no idea. Uh, Taron Edgerton. Taron Edgerton, yeah. Yeah, from, from the Kingsman movies. He, he's, mm-hmm. a, he's a singer, he's a dancer, and he goes, he goes balls to the wall on this one, man. He is in 95% of the movie. He does all the music for it. Um, really? He's an Elton John impersonation, but he is performing as Elton John. So, oh, I'm looking at a picture of them together. Oh, Elton just—he looks like his sweet old grandma. <laughs> <laughs> the earrings and everything. Oh, yeah. they look great. Cool. So, uh, how many blueberries here? I wish I could give this more, but uh, I'm only gi- only giving it five out of well, six blueberries. Only five out of six. Okay. Yeah, but I, I believe right now it is the best movie of 2019. I recommend wow. everybody go see it next week. If you love Elton John's music, you're going to love this movie. If you love a movie about eccentric rock and rollers, you're going to love this movie. Um, I would put it up there with the dirt 
but it's better than the dirt. Like the, the dirt made sure to give you long beauty shots of just that heroin being injected into so-and-so's arm. Totally. No, we're just, we're, we're not lingering on anything. We're, we're literally going through this man's timeline in, in, in an entertaining, unapologetic and just nonchalant way about it for lack of Good a better stuff. Word. And if I understand correctly, this was R rated. It's a right? hard R. Hard R. A hard R. And then Bohemian Rhapsody was PG-13, right? Bohemian Rhapsody was a PG-13. Um, and that movie was just plagued from the beginning, you know, from Sasha Baron Cohen walking off the project. Uh, anyway, their director <laughs> only doing so much of the movie that he would get a credit of it. But the director of Rocket Man had to finish Bohemian Rhapsody. So he was already, oh. uh, he already had all this weight on him. So he's clearly, that's one Dexter of the why Bohemian Rhapsody came out not as well as it did. Like, he's just like, I just got to get this fucking thing done. Like, I'm not getting a director credit, but they give me an EP credit. So I might as well just use that and just finish this fucking movie and move on. And uh, I mean, the... Rocket Man, way better than Bohemian Rhapsody, but not for lack of trying. Good stuff. All right. Well, uh, I'm pleased with that, and I think I will definitely go see that one. Uh, oh, yeah. Dexter Fletcher also did Eddie the Eagle. That's right. Dexter Fletcher. Excuse me. Good stuff. And it was uh, Brian Singer with the Boy Trolls. There we go. There we go. Well, good stuff. Five out of six, Only five out of six. That is a strong... I thought really hard, but like, this is... There's a lot of lot of strong sixes in this movie, but at the end, just it, it it drags a little bit. It's 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 not a perfect movie, but it's damn close to it, man. But and that's it's fine. the strongest movie I've seen this year. That's fine. Five out of six. That everybody. That is a that is a, a jewel of a rating for blue as blueberries go. Well, good shit, Kai. We had a big big TV moment this weekend. We had the the Game of Thrones series finale. Series oh, finale. Right. That's right. It's, and uh, I understand you're, you're, you're behind on the Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, yes. The lady's out of town traveling. And it's in our wedding vows. We got married that long ago that we won't watch Game of Thrones without each other. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't think the first, it hadn't premiered yet then. But anyway. Have you, have you uh, managed to stay away from the spoilers? Because unlike Avengers Endgame, where people were treating more serious than national security, yes. no one seems to give a fuck about Game of Thrones spoilers. No. But have you been, managed to uh, stay away from those? For the most part, had to click close a few things hastily. A couple tabs needed to disappear Dig. upon opening and uh, in various things. Had to dive for the radio because NPR was doing a full, like, here's what they should have done piece. Oh, my goodness. Uh, so, yeah, just I've just been listening to podcast dated like pre-2018 in that era oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah if you want to go if you need some just content your mom's house with um tom segura and christina pajitsky gross but uh, delightful <laughs> okay nice nice yeah. i i managed to watch it i enjoyed it uh i was enjoying everything about this episode and the series up until we got to this one point where there's another trial believe it or not hmm. uh, i'm not going to tell you anything further than that the rest of it just plays out the way it plays out. And I'm just like, hey, we did that. It's over. I'm, I'm happy to walk away and wait for the next thing to come that captures my attention. So uh, I enjoyed the Game of Thrones. But there are five moments I think that could have uh, changed the whole series. Uh, Might have made, made it better. One thing I'm thinking about is Bran walks off his wheelchair. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> he climbs onto Drogon. And uh, all of a sudden, Smash Mouth's All-Star just sparks up in the background as the two take flight off into the sunset. Oh, man. You could get, I mean, for him to stand up, if you got like a, like, a, like a black 
preacher and the, and the choir in the background, like, do you feel? And he stands up and he gets out of the thing. And yeah, they heal, they faith heal Bran and he gets up onto the thing. I'm seeing it. Nice, nice. After a very dramatic sword fight in the chamber of the Iron Throne, everybody is standing around Cersei's lifeless body. And then a camera pulls back and pulls back and pulls back and pulls back to reveal that it's actually a snow globe and that all of the Game of Thrones has taken place inside the mind of an autistic child. Love that too. I mean, that could still, reference, but still just a little, just a little bit of a of a video editing, and we could make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, Samuel becomes the Night King, and the cycle continues. Mm, like that too. I like that too. Cersei. He would be the nicest. I hope he would be the the politest Night King that we would have seen. Oh, he's going to get his revenge, and then maybe he'll maybe he'll change. I don't know. I don't know. Gotcha. Uh, Cersei murders Jon Snow, and as she stands over his lifeless corpse, you hear cut in the background to reveal that we are actually on the set of Game of Thrones, and that uh, they break the fourth wall. And- <laughs> the biggest and- fu to the audience, even more so than the autistic boy one. <laughs> <laughs> It's song and song and dance number starts. We good. Yeah, get all star going. It just it just, yeah it, it rolls into a a gag reel. <laughs> yes, yes, much like Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, and the and the final thing that would have made the final episode, the series finale of Game of Thrones, better: eighty three minutes of nine eleven footage. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> even just one, even like a post credit sequence where you watch the dude jump out of the window. Just that. And that was my my top five of how we could have made Game of Thrones better without spoiling it for Kai. There you go. Are you listening, HBO? There's a, there's editing machines. There's avid bays out there. Let's get busy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, come on. For the DVD set, if you tacked a few of these on there. Oh, you know, because they had to shoot multiple endings to keep everybody confused. We're yeah. going to have to see those that they shot. Do you know what I mean? That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I, yeah, think I wouldn't it. mind doing that. Those are some treats I would look forward to in the the massive box set that's probably coming. Uh, good stuff. Check us out on thekush and thekai.com uh, and the, the Kush Hayes Show. How's it going over there? Kush Hayes Show, we're uh, working on an episode exclusively for Rocket Man. It's going to be one of our longer ones, but it's uh, chock full of information. Paramount Pictures blessed us with a wealth of uh, audio f- to talk about. And... Um, yeah, it'd be good times. Uh, you're going to hear from Taryn Egerton. You're going to hear from Elton John. You're going to hear from Dexter Fletcher. Even Miss Bryce Dallas Howard gets in there. Ooh. <clears throat> so that, that'll be out next week. Check out the BDH on the Crochet Show. <clears throat> good shit. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. This has been another Microdose. And uh, yeah, rock on, Kush. Rock on, Kai. Kush and Kai. Twice a month, the Kahuna Kids come together to talk movies. Kush and Kai. If it's fantastical, controversial, or just stupid fun, Kush and Kai talk about it in detail. Like and follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kush and Kai. Kushandkai.com. Part of the Bosley.net. Sit, Bosley, sit. Alexa, I'm not gay.